Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. With all that's going on in the world today, it can seem as if we're in constant survival mode. It is a time where our stress, our uh, mental thoughts, everything about us is on heightened alert. And we're in kind of that constant state of guard, just because we never know when the next thing is going to happen. But there's a lot more that goes on with trying to survive. And we are in a place now where we must learn to thrive. And my guest today is going to teach us a little bit about that. A moment in the womb when everything you needed was provided for you. You didn't have to do anything but just be you. All you needed was provided. The security, the coziness, the nourishment, and the connection. You were worth being taken care of. Anchor into that feeling, that knowing, that no matter what experience you may be in, you have had that experience of being loved unconditionally, of being secure in who you are, and that feeling that all you will ever need is already available to you. My guest today is Dr. Sonia Jensen, and this is from her book, Woman Unleashed. Release your story, revive your hormones, and reclaim your freedom. She's a naturopathic physician with a mission to change the way women understand their bodies and themselves. She has been working with women for over a decade, inspiring them to be the best versions of themselves and helping them gain freedom from the chains of society their hormones, and the mantra that continuously plays in so many of their minds of I'm not enough. Her groundbreaking book, Woman Unleashed, Release Your Story, Revive Your Hormones, and Reclaim Your Freedom is now available, and it is her story of self-discovery and now yours. Welcome to 1111 Talk Radio, Sonia. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you, Simran. Anytime I um, here is somebody reading from my book, I get goosebumps and just to know that my words are just penetrating anyone's hearts. So thank you for that. Well, it's a beautiful book. There's a lot in here. It helps to bring um, great awareness in terms of how much inner work or the importance of inner work uh, for really helping to balance not only our lives, but our bodies. And you speak a lot about freedom and belief systems in the book and how this is related to hormonal health. So to kind of frame the show as to where we're going in this conversation, talk about what freedom and belief systems have to do with hormone health. Mm, Yeah, I love that question. You know, when we think about what freedom is and how we define that for ourselves, it's going to look a little bit differently for each individual. But really, when we look at freedom in our bodies and our minds, so many of our stories and past beliefs and conditioning that we've received either from culture or from our past generations or social media or what we experience in our environment shapes how our brain is understanding its environment, responding to its environment. So just in that experience, what happens is depending on any triggers from our past or stories that we're carrying with us that may be created a state of survival in the body where we really had to put up a wall in order to survive that experience. And that could be a micro trauma from just maybe not feeling heard as a child to a big T trauma. And as that's happening in the brain, the physiology is changing. 
when that survival mechanism is super active, our amygdala, our emotional body, our hippocampus are all sending signals to our pituitary gland or hypothalamus to create this cascade of hormones in our body that help us survive, which are more focused towards cortisol and adrenaline. So that sympathetic fight, flight, freeze, or please state. But in order for us to thrive, we need to be in our sex hormones like progesterone and testosterone and estrogen. I mean, they're the ones that help us heal. They help our cardiovascular system. They help us connect to ourselves and to our partners and to the world. And so when that process is shut down on a continuous basis, it really impacts how our hormones are working. And often it doesn't show up until later in life when maybe we're moving towards starting a family or moving through perimenopause, menopause and andropause for men, it usually happens that symptoms start to show up. And we think those symptoms are related to that moment just today, but really it started, the story started decades ago. And you say that the story actually starts even before puberty, that it, mm-hmm. it is something that, that begins long before. There seems to be more and more of a conversation, thank goodness, about trauma about how we are impacted by trauma and how we hold that in our bodies and ourselves. And our our bodies do know our truth. They do hold a certain amount of memory. But so much of that is often blocked, unconscious, hidden away. So as people begin their journey and, and want to really reconnect to their bodies in a way that that they understand, particularly women, understand that all of our cycles and rhythms are truly sacred and profound. Mm-hmm. What, what do we do in those moments of trauma when they rise? Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we hold them and not yeah. leave the body and not try to escape or not try to numb? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that and, and brought light to the fact that we do try to escape or distract and that that in itself is a survival mechanism. So first, I think we have to recognize that that is a shadow piece of ourselves that was necessary for whatever moment we had to experience in our past and almost thank it and have gratitude for it. And it was there to serve you in that moment to keep you safe. So when we can recognize that, we can then start to pause in our everyday moments. So if there's a trigger in our environment, maybe it's something our partner says, or maybe it's something that we watch or a smell or just a moment that doesn't feel right within our body. It takes us back into that memory of before and that past trauma. We can pause and ask a question like, does this actually belong to me? Who does this belong to? Am I in my truth in this moment in reacting and how can I respond? Because the moment we start to ask our question, we pull ourselves out of our emotional body and now we're more in that logical mind. And then we can see that moment for what it is because now we're hovering above it rather than getting wrapped up in the emotion and the memory of the before. And the more we do that, the more we increase that space between that stimulus and that response. And that's when we can really gather our tribe and understand, okay, where is it that I need support? And that's something I know really challenging for women is to ask for help and to learn the art of receiving because we're so used to giving. And so really, I think that pause is the first place that we can go when we feel like we're getting swept up in that old state or that old trauma or that old memory. You know, 99% of us really is essence. That is what Mm -hmm. is common amidst all of us. It is that 1% that is our story 
that makes Mm -hmm. us uniquely different. But yet it is that 1% of difference that ends up creating this, whether you call it the hero's journey, whether you call it trauma, whether you call it my story, it's that 1% that all of a sudden triggers every other aspect of our life, which is emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, energetic. And you spoke a little bit about how we start those traumas, but there are also these generational traumas that come mm-hmm. in, that we, we carry things that have come through our bloodlines or our cultures, mm-hmm. and both of us are from the same culture. So as I read your book, there were so many similarities in mm-hmm. terms of our lives and experiences or thoughts and beliefs that we have carried based on the wounded people continuing to wound unknowingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk a little bit about the generational trauma and the impact that has on the body and hormonal health and how to recognize and have compassion for the generations that pass this on unknowingly. Yeah, I love that. um, The story, like you said, really doesn't start with us. It really does start with the past and the generations before. And many cultures speak to the idea that if you heal yourself, you're healing seven generations before and forward and maybe even more. And now even epigenetics has kind of looked at and mapped all of this out for us physically. And when we look at just women as a collective and we look into our past and all of the things that women have had to endure, it created this imprint in our psyche that expressing who we are just isn't safe because many women were punished for being powerful. And so that in itself created an imprint. And then you bring out, you branch out into the various cultures. So specifically in our our culture too, the way women were treated wasn't necessarily with equality, even if the intention was there. The culture really morphed how women are supposed to behave, how they're supposed to look and all their duties that they must abide by. And that really shapes how that woman sees herself and then passes that same lifestyle or that belief onto the next and a lot of it really begins in the womb when we're in the womb we are gathering information from our mother's hormones so her hormones her environment the sounds that you hear the experience that you feel in that womb is going to dictate how you operate in the world when you are born they've seen that you know fetuses will change their phenotype just even how we slightly look or how our genetic makeup and everything so that we fit into the tribe that we're stepping into because that is necessary for survival. We need to be accepted by the tribe that we step into. So now we move into this tribe and now we're observing our environment, understanding what is truth and what isn't. So what is absolute truth is very different from what relative truth is, but we take on those relative truths into our subconscious mind thinking that that's how I'm supposed to operate because that's the only way to survive our moments. And at that young age, like between three and five, we get our first surge of DHEA, which is a hormone that combats cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So, you know, there's been studies done of people who went through the Holocaust and their young children were born with adrenal insufficiency. So already their foundation was one where stress was so hard on their parents' bodies that that foundation now has been passed down to the next generation. So their ability to manage stress isn't as resilient as it was for the generation before. So when we don't receive that first element of DHEA that the body needs to kind of create that trajectory for puberty in the future, 
we are then moving into these other phases from a very depleted space. So moving into puberty, you're already in depletion. Moving into your fertile years, you're already in depletion. And that really does dictate the feedback loop that we're receiving in our brains and how we're going to operate in the world. With all of the trauma that comes in through generations and the hormones you say should be released, it, it seems as if we actually have a trauma-filled world, that, mm-hmm. that there's very little chance that any human being can come in and not have some sort of trauma come in with them. And that ends up creating a life story as we have a lens that we look through and we start to develop our perspectives and our actions to create a life that almost proves some of those unconscious and conscious traumas true. So there's this fine line of holding one's story and knowing it and allowing it to be sacred and healing. And yet there's this other space where we really have to release that story, that identity, where we have to let go of all that came before. And that can be a very difficult path to navigate because yeah. because an individual can feel like a ping pong bong trying to to understand what to hold on to, what not to, what makes me me, what makes me more than me. Talk a little bit about your experience of tribal death and your own victory over the cultural conditioning, because that has everything to do with what created the identity, but yet it also impacts how you transcend that identity. Yeah, that's so powerful, because really these, like you said in the beginning, that 1% really does shape so much of our life and gives us this opportunity to step into who we really are. So I think trauma does serve us in many ways, but to digest that can be really challenging because, you know, there's things that happen to many individuals that are, you can't even fathom how they would have survived those moments. And yet there's opportunity and gifts and everything. And when we're trying to unravel that and unravel our identity, it can create so much grief inside of a woman's body and mind and psyche and everything. And for me, I grew up really hearing these words that when you get married, freedom is there. When you get married, you can do this. So it it was this conditioning that was put inside of me and, you know, just observing my environment too of like, when's the right age to get married? Who should I be getting married to? What's respectable? Those are the things that were on my mind as I grew up. And then that created this, decision-making in myself that I never really listened to my heart, but it constantly listened to my mind and that conditioning that was put on me and then made choices to marry someone that I really shouldn't have. And as I was moving through naturopathic school and starting to kind of self-discover more and more, because I was always in this internal battle, there was this lifestyle that I was living that just never felt right in my heart but I just kept playing the game, just kept putting on the roles, just put, keeping the masks on just to please the environment to keep everything steady as it is. I didn't want to rock the boat. And when it finally came to a point where I was working with other women and they were really reflecting back to me what my life would look like 20 years from now. And that was a wake up moment for me that I just I can't continue to do this. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my partner at that time. And I went through this whole process for several years until I actually showed up at my parents' door saying that I just can't do this anymore. And the response that I received and, you know, now when I look at my parents, I see them as children that had children and are just playing out the roles and the conditioning that they were given from their parents and and beyond. And it was just something that they just could not digest. 
And I knew in my heart that what I was doing was right. But I also knew in my heart that this could mean that I was going to lose my family. And they were the most important thing to me. And not just, you know, as you know, in our Indian culture, it's not just your immediate family. This is extended family, family, friends, the whole village would be lost to me. And it really was for quite a few years. And it took a long time to mend that. But I was definitely very clear on what needed to happen. I almost felt pulled into it, like there was no choice in me doing this journey of self-discovery. And through that, I saw ripple effects within my family and healing that happened that needed to happen for so many years. And relationships were let go of that were very toxic just within the family. And there was so much that happened and it was so uncomfortable, just like it is when a woman's in labor and that transition is so uncomfortable, but then the baby is birthed through that discomfort. And that's exactly what happened for me. I, I was able to rebirth myself into this woman that I am today because of that experience. And, and yes, there was pain. There was so much discomfort. There were nights and nights of crying and in my body also reacted to that whole experience. And yet I would not change it for anything. Dr. Sonia Jensen cites the work of Bessel van der Kolk where he says, we have learned that trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past. It is also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain, and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. Trauma results in a fundamental reorganization of the way mind and brain manage perceptions. It changes not only how we think and what we think about, but also our very capacity to think. In Dr. Sonia Jensen's book, Woman Unleashed, she shares how the power of one's environment, state of biology, and personal reality can lead us in a direction of growth or a direction of destruction. The traumas we experience, the beliefs we are born into, the foods we eat, the toxins in our environment, all we choose to surround ourselves with tell our hormones to create messages so we know how to respond and remember so we are prepared the next time we are faced with the same challenge. Within the pages of Woman Unleashed, you will discover a deeper understanding of each hormone and the roles they play throughout your lifetime, how stress and trauma and your childhood experiences shape your hormone blueprint, reasons why your hormones are causing chaos in our body and life, solutions to balancing your hormones, from dietary suggestions to self-awareness practices, meditations and yoga sets, and the knowledge to gain freedom from your symptoms and steps you can take to get your unique hormonal story. You can find out more about Dr. Sonia Jensen and her book, Woman Unleashed, Release Your Story, Revive Your Hormones, and Reclaim Your Freedom by going to her website, womanunleashedbook.com. That's womanunleashedbook.com. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Sonia Jensen and Woman Unleashed right after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. 
as you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. I want to thank you for being with me each and every week on 1111 Talk Radio. I love bringing you incredible guests that have such beautiful and important information to share. So definitely partake of the archives in case you've missed any of the shows. We have archives all the way back to 2009, and it is timeless information that will support you on your personal and spiritual growth path. In addition, 1111 Magazine is always available to you and will be a beautiful guide for your continuing deepening of being devoted to the journey of your soul. So often we get caught up in what our ego wants, our personality wants, our identity wants, that we forget that we truly are here to be devoted to the journey of the soul. And finally, I'd like to mention that you can pre-order my new book. It is the first of a series of three, the Self-Realization Series. And the first one is called Living, The Seven Human Blessings of Experience. And it is a profound book of an experience of trauma, healing, and growth that lasted over seven years. And it is not my story, but it is the wisdom that came from that story to help you understand how to cope and move through the blessings of life, of obstacles, of challenge, of chaos, of darkness, and of death. Blessings come in all sorts of forms, and if you can glean the gold from within them, then you have done what you came to do for your soul. A virago, a woman who violates cultural norms and demonstrates heroic qualities, a female warrior, essentially a woman owning her awesomeness. This feeling of anchoring into the pure feminine, she power, is something we get to feel every month as our hormones choreograph the dance of our internal and external environments, the dance between sexuality and creation, the dance between building and shedding, and the dance between growing and releasing. This is from Dr. Sonia Jensen's book, 
uh, Woman Unleashed. Release your story, revive your hormones, and reclaim your freedom. Dr. Jensen details the science behind hormones and the wisdom behind womanhood, illustrating how the dance between the two makes way for either a woman's healing or her suffering. Throughout her book, Dr. Jensen encourages you to pause often for moments of mindfulness, meditation, and yoga. It took her years to feel the power she has as a woman, a woman no longer hiding or silencing her voice, no longer buying into the idea that life, disease, or challenges happen to her, but a woman who understands that the universe is conspiring to meet all her needs as she desires. You can find out more about her book as well as connect to her social media and her newsletter by going to womanunleashedbook.com. That's womanunleashedbook.com. That information is also in the bio description. Welcome back, Sonia. That's a, a powerful statement for when a woman moves beyond that story. And I love hearing about that dance, that choreographed dance. Our, mm-hmm. our bodies are really universes unto themselves. And, and there is this incredible interconnection that takes place inside of us, just as the interconnection takes place outside of us. Um, as I read that chapter, and the reason that I highlighted it to share was because that menstrual cycle is so much like the life death rebirth process Mm -hmm. that we continuously go through throughout our lives and it is almost a symbol of how we are here to go through cycles and rhythms and also to shed and release the things that are no longer serving or no longer uh, have potential for for producing anything talk a little bit about that dance that Mm -hmm. menstrual cycle and how these hormones estrogen progesterone really do uh, impact us and what we can do to to support ourselves with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's such a dance between, like you were saying, the internal, the external, and just how interconnected we are to our external world. And it's called a moon cycle for a reason. And not many women actually understand that connection between our bodies and the moon itself. And I find the more we relate to the moon, to relate to ourselves and understand that rhythm, the easier it becomes to really understand how much of a gift this menstrual cycle is. Um, A lot of the conditioning and the reframing that's happening, unfortunately, with media is just that it's not a gift and it's an inconvenience. So we need to stop it in its tracks. But the more we understand the idea that we get to detoxify ourselves emotionally, physically every single month and what a gift that is, the easier it becomes to understand when things are not in balance. So when we're during that bleeding time, all our hormones are low and that time really is shedding all of it, shedding the emotions, shedding the past month, shedding, literally shedding that lining that no longer serves us, but now creating space for something new to come in. So it really is a time of reflection and ease and real connection between us and the earth. And then as we move into the follicular phase, as we come out of our bleed, this is where estrogen gets to shine. So this hormone is the hormone that really helps us celebrate us as women. It's the one that um, gives us energy to be more vocal. It gives us more energy to you know, get things done and just be out there in the world and just have energy to gather all the things that we need. And as we move into ovulation, now all of a sudden testosterone kind of shows up because that's going to increase our libido because the idea of our hormones really is to procreate. 
So that's that moment where we feel a little bit more feminine in our body and we feel really connected to maybe our partner or just the world itself and other humans. And then as we move into our luteal phase, progesterone starts to show up. Now this hormone, it's the it's like the warm hug. It's the one that tells us everything's okay. It brings this level of calming over our nervous system and our body. It's the one that regulates that rhythm, that interplay between the moon and ourselves and our cycle. And that's the one that is often depleted. And that's usually why women feel the discomforts of their cycle in that last two weeks of their cycle before they bleed. And when we are not supporting that progesterone, when, for example, if we're eating foods with lots of pesticides on them, if we're using products that have a lot of hormone disruptors, it's changing the balance between the estrogen and the progesterone. Now, they need to work together, not against each other. But when we're eating foods that are going to create havoc, when we're have in our environment these hormone disruptors, disruptors from plastic and BPA and cans and all these things, it creates confusion because those chemical compounds look exactly the way estrogen does in our body and it confuses the rhythm between estrogen and progesterone. So now progesterone is getting depleted. Progesterone also gets depleted when we're under stress because it turns into cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So now it doesn't get to shine in that last half of our cycle, creating symptoms of say irritability, weepiness, um, just like depression, anxiety, um, swelling in women's breasts, mood swings, um, cravings, pain, all these things start to show up because that hormone did not get nurtured from the start of the month because of our environment. Now, in the book, you talk a bit about some different conditions, endometriosis or irregular Mm -hmm. cycles, um, and even go into menopause and different things, how, how do these relate to, or, or why is the story important in regard to these types of things? And when the hormones get off balance like that, um, mm-hmm. what is it that, that we do to take care of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, endometriosis is a fascinating one. And every woman that I've worked with has had some sort of sexual trauma or has had some sort of trauma where she has felt alone and unsafe in her own home. And when we look at what endometriosis is, it's the endometrial lining of the uterus that's trying to essentially escape. It's finding its new home other than the fallopian tubes or the ovaries or your gut or even all the way up to your nose. And so often I will ask that woman, like, where was it in your life that you did not feel safe in your skin, where you didn't feel safe in your home? And when we start to unravel that, we start to understand like how responsive this area of our body, whether it's our breasts or our uterus and our ovaries are to the emotions that we carry. Many women have a challenge saying no, right? Where we have this yes syndrome and we're always wanting to be there for others because innately we're nurturers. But often what happens is we get lost in that when we're saying yes to the volunteering for everything, when we're saying yes to all our Um, family and friends and just being there for everyone because innately we want to be there but we're coming from a place of depletion which then the polarity of that is resentment which holds itself in the ovaries and many women I will find will have cysts on their ovaries when they're stuck in that cycle of saying yes to everything and not really being able to create these healthy boundaries for themselves or they're having challenges with their thyroid because they're not using their voice 
So I find when it comes to really healing that totality of your physical body, emotional body, and um, soul body, it's first working on that physical component and understanding it. So then you have energy to do that deep dive and unravel some of the conditioning and identities you've been holding on to. So first step, I would say when you're working with somebody that understands hormones is figuring out, okay, where do my hormones sit physically? How can I support them and control what I can control in my environment? So that could be foods that you're eating. That could be some sort of detoxification you have to do. You may be using bioidentical hormones. Maybe it's using herbs, using that as a framework and foundation. So then you start to unravel the story and asking yourself that question of like, where did this come from? Who does this belong to? And how can I release this so that I can reclaim what is actually mine? And then that's where those pause moments, the meditations, the yoga, the working with somebody that has a gift and helping you unravel some of this conditioning that you've been carrying. And this opens a person to many of their masks, their wounds, Mm. their shadows. And oftentimes that can be some of the hardest work to do, but it's also the most rewarding when willing to have the courage, as you spoke about your story earlier and and how people left your life, that's often common as we're growing and changing because we're no longer who the others wanted us to be. And even that creates a lot of pain, but it reveals the many masks that we have worn along the way. Talk a little bit about how unleashing uh, or releasing the story helps to identify those masks and how that impacts our health. Yeah, when you start to really uncover your story and self-discover, you realize you've been playing these roles, like you said, to make the other comfortable. And when we start to understand what our intentions are and what's driving us, what's the real story behind the actions that we take and the personality that we've created, we really do realize like maybe I've put on a mask of being a people pleaser. Maybe I've put on a mask of being a rescuer so that I feel some form of significance in my life, in my world, and feel accepted for, quote unquote, who I am. But really what we're doing is we're just playing out this role to make sure that everyone around us receives what they need so that they then accept us and we feel like we belong into that tribe and not feel rejected. And so we put these masks on and probably in different times of our lives too, we're going to have different masks as we're growing up and we're really trying to figure ourselves out, especially in those teen years where everything is so precious and the frontal lobe is still developing in our brain. So logic really isn't there and rationality. And we're just trying on these different masks to see what response we get from our environment and then how we feel about ourselves from that response. So it's a lot of it is um, about that external validation, not so much internal. And then we step into say, you know, somebody stepping into motherhood, then we're also comparing. So that comparison starts to show up and then we put on a mask of like, okay, this is the kind of mother I'm going to be in order to fit into the society or the mold that society has created for me. And then stepping into our wise woman years and perimenopause, menopause, that's often where the questioning begins. And we start to see life for what it has been. And we start to kind of unravel at that point just naturally. But if we're not aware that we've been wearing these masks, it can be really painful So when we start to understand and we look at our environment and life that we've created from the perspective of being behind these masks, it can create, again, a lot of grief and a lot of discomfort. 
And yet there's so much joy waiting for us on that other side when we shed that, because that's when we really get to shed that light on that, that inner child that knew who she was. You know, there's, there's a point in our life, there's these moments, these glimpses that we can tap into where we really understood our essence, like you spoke about in the beginning, our soul was speaking to us, but we forgot that as we put all those masks on throughout our lifetime. The masks, the roles we play that identify, that define our identity are often given to us, and some may even be birthed through us. These roles come with expectations and challenges, yet they can also come with joy and love. It is when the mask is tight and constricting that we lose connection with our truest nature, our essence. It is when we have conformed so much to fit into the mask that it begins to create a path of discomfort and disease. These masks are a way of society's way of ensuring we don't rock the boat or recognize the strength, the beauty, and the power that comes with being a virago. As we make the connection between our masks, our stories, and our hormones, you, my wild sister, will have permission to unleash the virago inside so you can experience the brilliance that exists within you. This is from Dr. Sonia Jensen's book, Woman Unleashed. Release your story, revive your hormones, and reclaim your freedom. Dr. Sonia Jensen is a naturopathic physician that has a mission to change the way women understand their bodies and themselves. She believes that women are the center of their families and communities, and thereby, therefore, by supporting them, she is creating a ripple effect that will support the whole. Dr. Jensen is a mother of two boys, a yoga teacher, a workshop and retreat leader, a podcaster, and runs her practice with her husband, where they help their community move into a state of thriving from surviving. She believes it's everyone's birthright to live a happy, healthy, joyful, and abundant life. You can find out more about her at drsoniajensen.com or go to womanunleashedbook.com. That's drsoniajensen.com or womanunleashedbook.com. We'll be right back with more of Sonia Jensen right after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. 
as you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. In her book, Woman Unleashed, Dr. Sonia Jensen says, We are not separate from our surroundings. There is a web of connection between us and the universe. It is a contract of sorts that reminds us that an effect, disruption, or victory in the macrocosm will have an effect on the internal microcosm. The particles, the cells that make up the human body, are reflected in nature outside of us in the patterns of a flower, in the rings of a tree, and in the core of the earth. Somehow this internal experience can impact the external, and the external can impact the internal. Isn't that the truth? Mm, (laughs) We see that all of the time. I want to dive into a couple of things in regards to how the body is affected by external Uh, things put into the body. So let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about birth control or hormone replacement therapy. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion of those things? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky, tricky waters to navigate with birth control because I see the necessity of them um, depending on where a woman is in her phase in life. And the challenge that I find is that there isn't enough informed consent when it comes to birth control and understanding of what birth control does in our bodies and you know, we think this little pill doesn't have a big effect, but what it actually does, it changes our personality, it changes how we view ourselves, it changes how we view our world, and even decisions, big decisions that we make in our lives. And often women will relate to this in saying that, you know, they feel this kind of numbness come over them, and maybe their libido goes down, or maybe just their motivation for life starts to shift, depending on what kind of birth control they're on, and it really does change how they feel about life and themselves. And without the understanding that that can happen with birth control, often women will think there's something wrong with them, right? So they're trying all the other things to help shift how they're feeling and their moods and maybe the weight gain and all these challenges that they're facing. But really the culprit has been this birth control that's changing their receptor sites for where their hormones would have fit in. And what... um, There's a beautiful book called Your Brain on Birth Control by Dr. Sarah Hill, and I quote her in the book as well. And she really does go over all the various studies that have been done on women on birth control versus women that aren't on birth control. Because when we're not on birth control, again, we're speaking back to that rhythm that we were talking about in the beginning. We have this rhythm that ebbs and flows throughout the month. So there's change happening throughout our cycle that matches our environment. And that creates steadiness in our nervous system and our brain and how we're responding. And when we're on birth control, it's almost like a flat line. There's no ebbs and flows. 
And often if, say, for example, a woman is on a progesterone-only pill, that pill may have come from sources of testosterone, which then block your actual testosterone from doing its job. That is what decreases motivation, can create depression, and decreases a woman's libido. So that can be really challenging in itself. And then it also depletes the body of minerals and vitamins like magnesium, B vitamins. It increases dysbiosis, so creates havoc in your gut health. And you know, a lot of women will have yeast infections when they're on birth control. And I think the main thing that birth control does, it changes your relationship to yourself and to your womb and your uterus and your reproductive system. So when that changes, that's where the real challenges show up. And so there's no right or wrong with this. You know, even in the book, I speak to the fact that some women need that in their life. Maybe they're really focused on their career. They're going to school and they can't have the ebbs and flows. And somehow the birth control serves them. But I think what's missing in the dialogue is all these other things that can happen and the solutions that we can carry with us if we choose to go on birth control or even on HRT, BHRT, so some form of hormone therapy, just really understanding it is important so you can make an informed decision for your body. As I went through the last seven years and and unwound uh, deep, deep trauma, not just personal, but generational mm-hmm. trauma, I went through perimenopause and menopause. Mm-hmm. And as I was going through the hot flashes and things like that, I kept intuitively getting this is that women that experience this hot flash type of experience, it is the deep rage that we have carried for eons that is trying to come up and out of our bodies and that we simply need to be present to it. Yeah. And, then, and then later there was a naturopathic doctor uh, that I interviewed a couple of years ago, and he actually had that written in his book that, that, that our our greatest service to ourselves through menopause is to sit in the rage and truly mm-hmm. allow it to, to burn itself off and feel that. Talk a little bit about what you see as the story as women move through menopause and what we can mm-hmm. do to support ourselves through our stories and emotions that come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really, I mean, we're stepping into the wise women years and in order to step into this new phase, we have to release the old And often, like you said, these symptoms will show up because there's been so much holding in ourselves of these emotions. And there's this real awareness, almost like a veil kind of gets lifted that shows us the life that we've been living. And if it hasn't been a life of authenticity and if it hasn't been a life that's matched our soul's purpose, there is rage, there is challenge, there's grief is a huge one because we're letting go of so much maybe kids are now older and are moving out or you know the way our body is just kind of losing control a little bit and not really understanding what's happening so that transition time of perimenopause can be quite challenging but the more we sit in that discomfort we discover so much of who we actually are and what we're actually here to do and bring into the world. So it's a really exciting time. I remember when I turned 40, I was like, oh, fantastic. I'm finally in my FU 40s. I get to do what I want. And that really does give, it opens up such an opportunity for you to self-discover because now there is space. So there's so many gifts, even in those symptoms. Like you said, the hot flashes, the night sweats, the dryness that kind of happens within the body. So that dryness too is often a reflection of like, where am I not living in joy in my life? Like, where am I missing the juices of life that it can really bring into my realm? Where am I missing that? So it can bring so much awareness just if we pay attention. 
and you know ways to pay attention is sitting with it, journaling about it, creating space in your life for moments that bring you joy, like figuring out what that really is. And it can be something simple as connecting with nature or having non-negotiables in your day where you're having that cup of tea by yourself or you're spending five minutes in gratitude of just being able to wake up for another day and live in this world and this human experience. I really honed in on the word space that you just spoke because so often that's the thing that we don't give ourselves and I love how in your book Woman Unleashed you offer individuals different meditations um, different asanas mantras different places where they can relax back into the sacredness and the space of themselves and that really speaks to the feminine embrace there is an imbalance of our masculine and feminine energy within women in the world. We've become mm-hmm. so masculine and so mm-hmm. forceful and so much of a uh, the doers. We, we are incredible multitaskers, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we're supposed to be. Um, and we have to kind of recline back into that place of receptivity. Can you speak a little bit to yeah. how to remember the feminine embrace and reawaken to receptivity? Yeah, that really is speaking to that softness that we've lost. And I think sometimes we forget that we can be in softness and strength all at once. And when we look at just masculine and feminine energy, we hold both. We hold the masculine and feminine in in states of yin and yang. So there's, you know, like the the feminine yin and the feminine yang. And the feminine yang is has more of those male qualities in essence it's more of like that warrior getting it done like you said more of that doing mode that you know sometimes we have to step into like when we have young kids for example we sometimes have to step into the doer just to make it through the day but then when we recognize that we're stepping more into the doer we have to step back into that yin and create space where we can remember maybe that's with a warm bath maybe that's just with a, a walk around the block with the stroller or maybe that's just a few minutes in the bathroom by yourself breathing so we, we remember that being is the true essence of a female energy because in that being is where our power sits and it's in that being where creation actually happens and we get to activate that creative force that lives within us and express that out into the world. But when we get caught up in the doing and that's really been the conditioning of our environment, we have felt we've had to step into that masculine um, doing mode so that we can step up to the plate of this patriarchal world. But in order to shift back, we have to recognize that we need space and time to remember what being a woman actually feels like, to be more in our essence, what sexuality feels like, what we can bring into our life that reminds us of what being really is. And that for me can be just a cup of tea and reminding myself that I can breathe and that I can give myself this space to really sink into my softness so that I can bring that softness into the world too. That softness has a lot to do with with vulnerability. It, mm-hmm. it has to do with us being willing to be real, not just to ourselves, but to the yeah. world. And another large topic in the world today has to do with mental health. Yeah. And especially in the last few years, more than ever, I think people are both struggling with mental health and also forced into looking at their stories, looking at their emotions and the different mm-hmm. things that they experience internally. Can you speak a little bit about how mental health Mm -hmm. is related to hormonal health? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so speaking to that rhythm again, you know, estrogen and testosterone really are our motivating hormones. So they are these true antidepressants that 
give us this um, motivation and zest for life. You know, estrogen in our brain, it's like a fertilizer. It creates all these connections. So it really is that connecting hormone, just like oxytocin is, which is that love hormone. And then progesterone is that calming. So progesterone activates GABA in the body, which is a neurotransmitter that just helps that nervous system feel calm. So if we're depleted in any of those areas, if we're stuck in that state of surviving, in that adrenaline and that cortisol, these hormones don't get to shine. So the brain doesn't get the same fuel or the same messages that everything's okay. But instead, we're very vigilant and like looking at our environment and almost stuck in that state of just surviving because we're really looking at the gaps of our environment instead of reveling in what is working. So that's how those two are really connected. And, you know, speaking to what's happening in the world today, I remember when lockdowns first happened, that was such a trigger for me because it triggered my upbringing and feeling like I was in lockdown all the time, you know, circling back to that state of freedom and wanting freedom my whole life. And when that happened, I really had to unravel and look at myself again because I was definitely falling back into depression and all these things that I used to face. And I really had to step back and again, observe what was happening and not get locked in. So then I was able to support my hormones and support my nervous system at the same time. You know, it just goes to show that if we as women would allow ourselves the access to other women, that if young women would allow the wisdom of older women, if older women would allow the, the frivolity of youth uh, and and have these conversations, then all of a sudden that in itself would create a richness mm-hmm. and a vulnerability and a softness that create a different kind of fulfillment. You, you talked about oxytocin and, and the love that that we are here to feel, but it comes from not isolating. It comes from yeah. understanding that we are part of the greater feminine collective. Do you feel like women let themselves be supported or... Or is it at that final point of of life breaking apart that they tend to finally allow that to happen? Yeah, that is often what I see. I think we're just, um, we're trained not to ask for help, right? So, and what's taught, what that's taught us not to be able to even receive help, even when we feel like it's available, it's really hard to receive that connection. But really for us women, oxytocin is, the master hormone and that comes from connection that comes from having these kinds of conversations that comes from being in community and feeling supported if we could go back to that village idea where you know we didn't raise our children alone and understand that it's so important for the trajectory of the next generation and the generations to follow it's so important that we come back into community and i think what stops us from doing that is our own self-talk and judgment and comparison that begins to happen. I just had women that I've been working with for a long time say to me after they read my book, it kind of softened their image even of me because for them, I was showing up in perfection. You know, I was showing up in a way where I'm eating right and doing all the right things, all these things. And as I was, you know, I would share my story here and there, but for them to actually understand that, wow, I'm actually not alone, that every woman has a story behind her. So if we can see the other in ourselves, I think that is what creates more of that connection and gets rid of that gap and that comparison, because now we're going from comparison to connection. Dr. Sonia Jensen, in her book, Woman Unleashed, closes out with, you, my beautiful sister of strength and softness, of wonder and grit, of sadness and joy, of fear and happiness, and of love and connection. 
It is on you now to awaken and unleash the woman within so you can finally heal and love her. It is from there that not only will you heal, but your family, your community, and the world will heal. It is in your joy that the web that is weaved between all beings will, at least, create a type of connection that will be carried into generations to come. It is when you are whole, when you have heard the whispers of your soul, when you have found your way back home that Mother Earth can finally exhale, because you, woman, have found your ground and your power. You have unleashed yourself from the chains. You have, at least, stepped into the state that you have been longing for your entire life, a state of connection and a state of freedom. If that is what you're looking for, then I invite you to pick up this book, Woman Unleashed, and release your story, revive your hormones, and reclaim your freedom. Find out more at womanunleashedbook.com or drsonyajensen.com. Both links are in the bio description on the show page. Thank you, Sonia, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It was a pleasure having you with me today. Oh, thank you. It was such an honor being here with you. Until next week, I am Simran. In love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.